0: De-stressing for the NHS with your host, Dr. Phil Parker. Hi, we're going to continue looking at dealing with other people today. And particularly what we're going to do is look at people who are difficult. And I want to teach you a couple of really important concepts around this. The first is what's called first, second and third position. So first position means for you to be just as you observe the world looking out through your own eye point of view. And a lot of people get stuck in first position. And what this means is they can only really experience the world from their own point of view. They can't really see it from somebody else's point of view. And in fact, whenever we're in conflict or in arguments or frustrated with someone, it's because very much we're in our own position, our own first position. So that's first position. That's me. So let's imagine I am having a disagreement or communication with Tony. I'm Phil, obviously, and that's Tony. Normally, when we keep an argument going, we stay in position one in Phil. But in this case, position two would be to temporarily step into Tony's shoes and see it from his point of view. So if this is me, Phil, and that's Tony, I would actually be, okay. what's it like to be Tony? How does it feel from this side? What does that feel like? This is called second position. Second position, when you're in an argument or a conflict, you're never in the second position because you don't really feel what it's like to be them. You may kind of go, I bet they think this, but it's not really engaging with what their perspective is. And it can be really, really valuable to step out temporarily of what your experience is of it and to really experience what it's like to be them, to see how they're seeing it. What's their point of view? The third position is where you are neither Phil or Tony, you are an uninterested observer who's just having a look and going, oh, what do I see about these two people? You don't know anything about their history. So you take this much more disassociated or distanced position where you're just observing two random people you've never met before and you can go, well, I can see that book guy there and that person there they seem to be in some kind of conflict but you can't say this happens a lot because you've never seen it before you can't say i think he's right and he's wrong because you're just an uninterested observer and the third position is a very very powerful place to take it's a place of kind of mediation and being able to really reflect to consider what's going on so interesting things about position one and two position one is a, a position that's really useful to be in particularly when you want to think about what's right for me position two is a really good position to be in when you're really trying to get a sense of what's it like for them how's it feel for them it's a very great place of empathy interestingly in the caring professions very often people are too much in position two so it's a very common thing within carers and healers Uh, that when you step into this position, because you really care about that person, you can forget about what's important for me. So being able to switch appropriately between those positions is very important. Uh, third position is really useful, I'd say for, for kind of mediation and observing, but sometimes you can become too distanced and you can get this sometimes in burnout where people just don't feel anything, they're so removed from it. So problems with position one, If you're interested, position one is where you don't think about anything apart from your own point of view. So that's kind of classic in dictators, people who just have their own view of the world. Overuse of position two, as we said, is when you forget about what's important for you and you think about what's important for everybody else all the time. And that can be really useful, certainly in a a caring role, but also could be damaging because it means you may never think about what do I actually want? And then position three, problem with that is you can become too kind of distant from everything. So all these positions are useful when used in the right way, in the right space. When we're in an argument, we tend to be in position one, very positional. When we're not thinking about ourselves, often in position two. So if we do get stuck into some kind of conflict, it can be really valuable when you, when you think it is and you want to move on from this kind of it- eternal strife to step into position two and really think, okay, what what is going on for them? What genuinely do I think is driving this behavior? Because pretty much every decision that we ever make, and we have all made some <laughs> awful decisions in our lives and some great decisions, When we've made those poor decisions, at the time, we didn't think they were poor decisions. We thought this is the best way to deal with this situation. So in hindsight, when we get a bit more information or become less drunk or whatever it is, we look back at it and we kind of go, "Ah, I wish I hadn't done that way. But at the time, we did think it was probably the best decision. And so there's an argument that everything that people does, everything that people do, is driven by trying to make the best of the situation. But of course, coming from a slightly different version of the world because everybody's informed by their past and experience that they've had. So it's possible if we step into position two to think for a minute okay well what is driving this behavior? What's going on in their past? What's this about for them? And maybe as a result we can start to gain a bit of compassion for their experience and this is one of the solutions for resolving conflict is to start from a point of well maybe I don't understand it but maybe there's a reason for them being this way and I choose to be compassionate I choose to take that on as a starting point because that has the most chance of helping this situation to shift in a positive way linked to this is the conversation about why quite often you'll have a question or hear a question where people go, why have you done this? And what they mean is they're not actually interested in the answer, why have you done this? What they want to do is to tell you that what you've done is wrong. And humans generally, as I think I might have mentioned before, really don't like it when somebody suggests that they are wrong. As soon as someone suggests you're wrong, immediately people either close down, but more usually they'll come out fighting, going, if I think if somebody's wrong here, it's not me it's you. And then you've got the other person being accused of being wrong. And this is often how arguments develop. Quite often the why question is involved. And as I say, it's not a clean why question. It's not like I'm genuinely interested. It's like, really not interested why you did it. I just want to tell you, I know that you did this wrong. So if you find yourself using the why, accusatory why question that focuses on the past and blame, just switch off. It's really not useful. All it will do is create more conflict. If you are interested in asking a question, You want to change the why question to a how question by going, how can this be different in the future? Which is a good, a really good question about feedback and change and how the future can be different. So watch out for yourself being in first position too much some of the time or possibly being in second position too much. If you're in conflict or disagreement or feeling upset with someone, then take a few moments. If it feels right to step into position two, position two will give you a a chance to just go, what's it like to be them? What's going on for them? And then maybe you can bring some compassion to them. Watch out for the why question and think about swapping it for the how question. If you can do all those things, then that will make life a whole lot easier because a lot of the problems we have are as a result of us bumping into other people who are seeing the world from a very different perspective and trying to negotiate and manage that. And that's even more true when people are in pain, under stress, confused, as I'm sure you know. So I hope you find that useful. We'll be covering some more stuff on the next episode. I do hope you found this episode useful. Please do share it widely with your friends and family. And thank you for everything you do.